What's good, guys? It's your host, Adrian Evans. Welcome to the Black Wealth Media Podcast, where we dive into the stories of black entrepreneurs and we talk about how we can create wealth and build legacy within the black community. Let's get into this episode. siblings okay okay that's what's up um so man tell me like what about Toro had have you enjoyed the most um I enjoyed the I mean the the aspect of the idea of getting paid to drive what have you I mean your dream cars and of course the return okay. the income yeah and then um the freedom that that comes along with it once you scale to a point where you're making a decent passive income you could actually you can you can make a living off of this yeah okay now you know when it comes to the the scaling part how patient do you have to be to you know be able to do that uh i think it requires a lot of patience because you could you could easily be turned off by Toro, I've met a lot of people who enjoy it, but I also met a lot of people who who tried it out once and they just didn't like it. Yeah. And um, it all it all depends on how how you kind of enter into a market. If you enter in with you know something like like I, I mentioned, I think on my story on Instagram, if you enter in with something kind of higher end and you're not really you're not really established. Um, you're gonna you're gonna probably have be forced to lower the price of your vehicle to get it booked, and then with lowering it, then you're gonna be pulling in all you know just all the the bad guests. You don't want to yeah. do that. So it just requires a lot of patience. So it, I think it requires just just scaling. Yeah. So start off with like something small, something economy, something you don't really care too much about, and then build from there. Yeah. And so. You know, when you first got into the game two years ago, um, what kind of research were you doing, or was this something you just kind of went into head first? Um, I did a lot of research, man. I kind of, um, I did. I think I, I over, I over researched. Yeah. It, it got to the point where I just had to just pull the trigger. Like I got it to the point where it's like um, analysis paralysis, and I just one day said, "Man, effort, okay, I think I'm ready." Yeah. And. Um, so my research, it, it, yeah, um, it, it, yeah, it, it required a lot of research and then, um, but I mean, you just don't want to be stuck in just doing research and eventually you gotta, yeah. you gotta make the, pull the trigger and, and make that move, you know, so. Yeah, definitely, man. Too much research, man, can definitely holds you back. Analysis paralysis is crazy, man. That'll scare people, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Yeah, well. yeah, and so um, another question I have, man, is like when you got your first car, what kind of car were you going for? And then when you did get the car, um, how were you able to get your first client? Um, so the first car I had on there was, uh, I believe, a Prius, Toyota Prius. Yeah. And um, I just thought that was a good, safe car. You know, um, they're pretty, they're pretty reliable. They're good. Um, they're, they're not costly to repair, um, and they do good on gas. So, um, I just thought that was a, a good, safe entry into the, um, Toro space. And, um, I'm sorry, I missed that second question. Yeah. What was the second one? So my second question is like, when you got your car, 
what was it like getting that first client and you know how long did that take um it didn't really take that long at all i think almost i want to say the next day or actually a few hours after um listing the car it got booked yeah and um the experience was good um it, it was it was pretty straightforward you know um I had it listed just um, just at my house because I didn't really know too much about where I could um, have the car available at the time. So I just had it for my house, which is a no-no. You don't want to do that, but yeah. um, I didn't know that at first. So, But I had it listed at my house, and then, you know, they booked it. They came, picked it up. I think they had it for like, um, like three, four days, um, made sure I did all the checkouts, and then once they returned it, I made sure I did the... Um, the all the checkouts as well yeah now when you said like you should have did it at your house was it because like you put your address out in the public or was there like a bad experience that happened or something um it's just you don't want to um sorry my, my no, you good. <laughs> um you don't want to you don't want to um just i mean it, it could take anything i mean you just don't know what, to, what what these guests are thinking you know and yeah I mean, everything could be good on your end, but you could just, I mean, it could be a mechanical issue that just turn them, you know, you know, turn them the wrong way. And yeah. now, you know, they might, they might have some words or might have some kind of reaction towards, yeah. you know, retaliation towards you because they feel like you, they got over on you. You got over on them or something like that, you know, so yeah. kind of leaving yourself open to almost anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell me, man, like, what was that first month like how what, what how much did you make that first month you did it uh the first month um i'll be completely honest i don't really um i want to say the first month i want to say about 500 bucks 500 because I, re I really didn't have i didn't have it listed like every day because yeah. i was still working so I just had it um, listed for like mostly for like the weekend and stuff like that, or just days when, um, since I'm a contractor, I get, you know, I have off. So it was just like real sporadic. So whatever days I was home and available, I just put it up, up in. Yeah. And I know that I'm not going back to work. I'll just put it on those days I know I'm available. That's so, fire. Yeah. So it's like, so it's like, if you know you're not working, you could just list the car and people like, do people come in instantly and just like, they're ready to take it? Yeah, so I mean, they they um, I mean, once you put it out there in the space, you know, people planning, you know, it's always people constantly planning a vacation. You know, they're gonna look through cars, and it just so happen you you know you end up being one of the cars that you know that just meets that date in which yeah. you um you had it available for, it. and you know they just snatch it up and they book it. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, how many cars do you have now? Uh, at the moment, I have seven. Seven cars. What's going on, guys? I just wanted to come up here real quick and say thank you to those that have been continuing to listen to the Black Wolf Media Podcast. I really appreciate you. You have no idea. But I do need your help. If you guys find value in the content that's being produced, I need you to share this with your friends, your family, your neighbors, and your coworkers. It, it doesn't matter. Also, on whatever platform you guys are listening to, leave comments and give me a star rating. Let me know what you dislike. Let me know what you did like. And also, you can you guys can even suggest what you guys want me to talk about on some of my future episodes. 
Again, guys, like I said, I want to add more value, but I do need your help to grow this show. Now, let's get back into this episode. Peace. So, you know, now that you have seven cars, you know, it's been able to, like, change things for you. When did you know? How many cars were you in um, that you were just like, okay, I'm ready to leave my job? Like, how many cars did that take? Um... I want to say third car. After the third car, I started seeing, started seeing something. You know, like I started pulling in, the, in roughly around. I want to say roughly around four to five thousand, and um, that was yeah. That was just with those cars, and I saw that I had the potential to make anywhere from ten to fifteen thousand a month. You know, with just a few more cars and. and uh, that's when I started doing my research on what kind of cars um, that I'm going to pursue next. And then I pulled the trigger on them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, what would you say is your goal? Like, how many cars do you ultimately want? Man. Um, um, if you had asked me this question, like, three weeks ago, I probably would have said, like, 12. Yeah. But... Um, I went to this power host summit and I met with like other power hosts and man, uh, they, man, I was, I was nothing. I was, I was like the lowest, lowest count. <laughs> like yeah. everybody had anywhere from like 50 to, uh, one guy had, um, 300. So my goal, my goal is, is a hundred. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's three hundred. That's a lot of cars, man. Man, so, yeah, he's he's like I think he's he's the biggest host on that platform. Yeah, and he's based in California. He yeah, three hundred seventy six cars. Man, so are these cars like when you get your cars? Are are do you have like a certain place you put them? Like, do you have them parked in front of your house, or you have like a garage to park your cars in? Like, how does that work? Um, so I have some in my garage. I could fit. I could fit roughly. Five six cars um, between my garage and my driveway, so I, I could fit five cars in front of my house. And then I have some staged at my parents' house, which are um, close to the LAX. That's where most of my bookings come from. So yeah. I have some set over there just in case. Okay. And so when people book, do they just go pick the car up? Like, how does that work? Um, it all depends on however you want to structure it. So if you want to structure it where it's all remote, you could do that. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, if you want via lockbox or, or from your phone, a lot of these new um, cars you could unlock it from your phone. Yeah. Um, you could if you have a lot. If you if you, if you're you know a big enough host and you could afford um, a, a, some kind of a lot near LAX or wherever is busiest area, you could do that and have them pick it up there, or you could offer delivery and, and pickups. Currently, that's what I'm doing. Um, just to make sure and keep my bookings coming in. Um, my goal, my ultimate goal is eventually to um, scale to the point where I have a, a lot near LAX. Yeah. Okay. Now, let's let's kind of shift the conversation a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about, like, entrepreneurship in general. Um, mm-hmm. Was entrepreneurship something that you saw yourself doing? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, especially... <laughs> With the trade I came from, I, I I I was looking for a way out, man. Yeah. <laughs> so um. Yeah. So I, I was 
every, um, since I was a contractor, you know, I would have time off in between, and every chance I, I had, I would always start, you know, I would I'll brush up on on financial literacy, you know, so I would read books, listen to podcasts, watch YouTube, and, um, and just start building that knowledge, and it got to the point where I would start, you know, experimenting with things. You know, I started off initially um, getting my dealer's license, and the, the whole point of my, me getting my dealer's license was to get into the Toro space. Yeah. And I kind of just got stuck in the, the dealer, um, flipping the cars for a little bit, until I eventually just said, you know what, like, I should just pull the trigger on the Toro. But that's initially what I got the dealer's license for in yeah. the first place. Okay. So, now, when you say dealer's license, what is dealer's license for those that don't know? Um, so, a dealer's license, um, with a dealer's license, you get access to um, dealer auctions. Um, with dealer auctions, you get you get huge discounts on vehicles with those licenses. Yeah. We're talking about anywhere from 30 to 50% off on those cars. I don't know how it is currently at this moment, but I know when I was in the game, it was... He was getting huge discounts, yeah. and um, my goal was to start off, you know, with the dealer's license, get some cash cars, and then list them on Toro. Yeah. That way, even if I list them, you know, and don't work out, I could always sell them or flip them because I have equity in them because I know I got them so cheap. Yeah. So that was like my game plan. Okay. Now, um, is there like, you know, if you had to say, if you had to pick one person that has inspired you, you know, on your entrepreneurial journey, who would you say it is? Man, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, uh, man, it's a few. It's a few people. Yeah. Definitely. Hey, I, 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 would, I mean, the obvious one would be, there'll definitely be uh, Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. Um, he, he's, he's a, uh, he's a, he played a major role in me taking action, actually, yeah. um, with the whole um, pursuing the whole um the Toro space and um getting my dealer's license um a second one would be chris johnson he's a uh, pretty informative he's he's pretty he's really transparent he's a um solid dude he gives off a lot of free game and i, re- I, I appreciate his transparency when yeah. it comes to that um I know there's a lot more, but that's the only thing I think of too. I can okay. think of yeah. the only two I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. Now, now tell us, man. Like, since doing Turo, man, you know how have your days changed? Like, you know, at times like today, what's a typical day like for you? Ah, oh, man. So a typical day, um, if I'm booked, we talking about. Um, I get up, I get the cars ready, I get them cleaned. Um, Make sure I take my photos inside and out. Make sure I document everything on the outside of the car. Make sure yeah. I track the miles. Make sure it's filled up, and then um, I just deliver it. Um, depending on however they're traveling, they, however they fly in, yeah. I would have it set up for uh, either um, to meet them, or I set it up at the parking lot, a park instruction. I just let them know, give them the instructions on where the vehicle at, and they, I have them go from there, pick yeah. it up. Okay. And that. Okay. Now, um, have like, what would you say? You know, is the pros and cons of Turo? If you had to tell somebody. Uh, the pros would definitely be be uh, being your own boss. You know, controlling. Um, having control of your time, 
having control of um, of your freedom. Um, the cons, I would say, you know, a rude guess. Um, not listing the proper vehicle on there, you know, yeah. doing, you know, terrible research, um, going, moving a little too fast, you know, um, yeah, I would say, yeah, just, just those two things. Okay. Now, um, have you, have you ever ran into any of these problems and like, you know, if you did, how were you able to maneuver through them and, you know, just get everything to that proper standard? Um, yeah, I have run into those um, situations. You, you, you're going to eventually run into them regardless. Yeah. You know, you could be the best host. You're going to run into at least a few. Yeah. Um, you just got to remain, you know, try to stay calm, try to prof- um, remain professional. Um, just make sure just document everything. You, even if, like, um, if you know, if even if you know they're, in, they're at fault, you know, um, just document everything and make sure you, you keep a good record that way you can provide all that information to Toro. They yeah. do a pretty good job of um removing um those type of guests. Yeah. They've been done wrapping up how they um they screen the guests and um uh, they starting to have like a zero tolerance for that kind of stuff. So Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um so like who would you say has or you know, who or what has helped you the most along the way? you know, since you've became an entrepreneur? Um, it, I would say family. My family um, helped me a lot. Yeah. Um, especially when you start scaling. I know a lot of people could try to make it seem like it's, it's, it's um, automated. It's, it's, it requires a lot of work, especially when you, like, kind of like in the phase where you start to scale um, to, like, over four cars. You know, it yeah. starts becoming... A, a task, you know, and you gotta have systems in place, and family is definitely a part of the system that helps. Yeah. Uh, whether it's um, picking up the cars, dropping the cars, um, helping clean, or just giving, picking you up from you delivering a car. Yeah. You know, um, so yeah, family um, plays a major role in that. They help me a lot. Um, in return, of course, I, I share my information, I share my knowledge. So, um, I got my sister involved. I got my two brothers involved. My cousins involved. So we kind of just help each other out yeah. in that space. That's solid, man. That's solid. Um, yeah. You know, tell me, man. Like, what would you say is your next car? Like, like, what's your dream car that you really want to get? Man, um, my dream car would be a Rolls Royce Wraith. Okay. That's that's my dream car. Okay. Um, that's that 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 won't be on the platform. Though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that would yeah, be yeah. my car. Yeah, yeah, I feel definitely. That. That's just, that's just <laughs> um, strange enough, strangely enough, my the next car I, I mean, as far as like listing on Toro, it'll probably be like a um, a Lambo. Yeah. Whether either a truck or um, the um, the Huracan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, are these cars something that you casually drive yourself, or you don't really touch any of your Turo cars? Yeah, I, I, I drive them. Okay. Uh, whatever's available, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really go out much, so that that's not really saying a lot. Yeah. But, um, yeah, whichever, whichever car is available, I'll just use to, like, go to the gym or whatever. Yeah, okay. Okay, man, yeah. Um, so tell me, man, like, you know, before we get off of here, man, like, what are some of your goals for the future? You know, where do you see yourself? 
Man, um, my goals for the future is definitely scaling, getting um, um getting a few more cars, um, eventually getting some kind of location near LAX. Um, that way, it could kind of more automate. My business will be more automated that way. Um, once I scale to that level, I can see myself not having to do as much delivery deliveries and pick up and drop offs. Um, I'll have somebody in place um, managing that, and then um, my my plan will eventually, or what I see myself eventually doing, is getting into what I initially started getting into was um, what I was doing before it was real estate. I would like okay. to get back into real estate. Okay. And some more properties and stuff like that. Okay. Now, now, um, I know I said it was about to get off, man, but you said you mentioned real estate. So, like, what uh, in real estate are you like a real estate investor? Um, yeah, I guess you could say that. Um, I had a few properties in Cleveland that I just recently sold. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, and that that was one of those things again, man, where I was in the point of analysis paralysis and. Did all my research. I knew in Cleveland was where I wanted to invest. Yeah, I did enough research to know that okay, if I get this house, I know this is the amount I'm gonna pull in. If I could put in this much, you know, if I save this amount. Yeah, and um, it just got to the point where I just said, "Screw it, man!" and I pulled the trigger. Um, that's after I did all the research. That's after I started networking with people out there yeah. and talking to good, solid real estate agents and people I could trust, and then. That's when I finally pulled the trigger on it, yeah. and uh, had those for had those since twenty seventeen. I just recently saw them this year. Okay, okay. Yeah. Now, now, when you say you want to get back into the game, man, like, um, is this something that you want to get back into, and you just want to like go all the way in, or is this something that you kind of just you know kind of want to chill on? Uh, this time it it will be something I want to go all the way in. Okay, with. um. I had a few partners with me on those um, deals, yeah. Uh, and this time it, it'll just be more something, something that something I could hold for a long term. So you know, something I could create some kind of legacy behind. Yeah, so. definitely, definitely. That's what's up, man. Um, so you know, man, I want to ask you like, what kind of advice would you give to somebody that wants to get into Turo and you know, get multiple cars and scale? What kind of advice would you give that person? Um, I would I would say start off with something cash. Do a lot of research, find out what kind of car fits your market. Um, start off with a cash car first. Um, I highly recommend a cash car. Find something that you could possibly already have some equity in it. That way, if it doesn't work out, you know you can sell it and still turn a profit. Yeah. Um, research. Do a lot of research. Um. Once you get a feel for it and you know it's something you want to do, then maybe uh, maybe another cash car and then I would then then hit the route, you know, go the route of financing. Yeah. But if you're going to finance, in my opinion, and you already experienced in the Toro space, then you might as well just run the play of taking advantage of that 30-day window where you can just scale up, you know, so you could get three, four cars, I mean, you can get as many cars as you want in that 30-day window. Once your, once your credit's right and you know this is, the, this is the space you want to be in, this is something that you want to do, like, you know, you want to do long-term, yeah. then run that play. All right, man. Hey, solid advice, man. Um, if you don't mind, man, go ahead and close us out. 
Ah, um, well, man, thanks for having me. Um, once again, my name is Greg Douglas. Um, my Instagram is TriniGuy, T-R-I-N-I-G-U-I. Also, I have a course on um, the Toro game. It runs down. It goes. It, it pretty go. It goes pretty deep into all the information we kind of talked about, and even a little further. Um, it's a lot of research. There's a lot of um, um, plays on how you can acquire vehicles uh, through financing. Um, even I even mentioned briefly some some information about how you can acquire a dealer's license. And um, I'm looking to actually have an updated version of that coming out soon. So if anybody who's purchased my course before. Uh, they're locked in, or if you purchase it now, you're locked in for the 2.0. It's going to be even more information. It'll be pretty solid. Okay. Yeah, and um, I don't know if you said this already, man, but how can people get that course? And uh, lastly, what's the best way to contact you? Uh, the best way to contact me contact me would be, um, um, well, the co course, first off, um, you can actually get the course. Uh, the link is in my bio. Um, you can contact me through Instagram as well. Um, uh, you can also um, email me at um, gregory.douglas37 gmail. All right. Well, there you have it, guys. Again, we had Greg Douglas. I'm your host, Idrid Evans. And we all done, guys. Peace. All right. All right Thanks, man. No problem. Peace. All right, man. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. You have a good one, bro. All right. Peace. All right. Yeah. All right, y'all. That's the end of the episode. If you don't mind, do me a little favor and share this with a friend, a family member, neighbor, or a coworker if you got some value from this. Thank you for listening, and be sure to tune into the next episode. Peace.